Blog Talk Radio. sometime this weekend but you know that's okay I'm, I'm i'm okay i got i'm 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 here in the in the home studio of the balance in the west suburbs of of indianapolis and, and we're good to go we're all going to get through this don't worry i don't think the world's coming to an, an end i i promise you um 917-889-8516 is our digits and we'll be right back right here on the balance radio network National Guard is a reserve component of the United States Air Force and serves alongside active duty Air Force members in times of a national crisis. In addition, the Air Guard serves the state and local community in a wide range of capacities. The reason people join the Air Guard is as diverse as our members and includes such reasons as a deep desire to serve their country, money for college, travel, new job skills, and the pride that goes along with belonging to the greatest military organization in the world. I joined because I felt a calling to serve my country, but I didn't want to be far away from my family, so the Indiana Air National Guard was a perfect fit for me. With over 95 different career opportunities to choose from and 100% paid college tuition to any state-funded college, why not give us a call? Call 1-800-841-3103 or visit online at goang.com to find out more. Again, that's 1-800-841-3103. The Air National Guard, guarding America, defending freedom. Okay, okay. I can't believe it. I've been playing 4 on 4 with a barbershop quartet. Nah, I can't believe how easy it was to save hundreds of dollars on my car insurance with Geico. Yeah. Shoot. 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 Shoot.
Geico could save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more unbelievable Geico... Morning face. You get is when you don't sleep well. This is what happened to Linda. Morning, guys. Good morning. Ah, what is that thing? It's me, Linda. Oh, my God, it talks. Run! No, it's me, Linda, from HR. It looks hungry. Save the children. Save them. Stay back. I've got mace. Ow, that went in my eyes. We're moving. It's called beauty sleep for a reason. And there's never been a better time to get some. Get 20% off IKEA salt and mattresses. IKEA. Love your home. You know, back then I was a little baby. Sweet and greasy. Gotta love bread. I know. You know, there's sandwich bread over there oh, next yeah. to the coffee. I eat bread in the bathtub. Okay, that's gross to me. There's a lot I've been feeling lately. Uh, why is there a hearse at my house? Night screams. The new fun of the kids. Billy, Billy. My Billy. Billy, where are you, Billy? All right, and welcome back to the ballots in our social uh, distancing edition of it. Uh, joining us now, way far away from, more than six feet away from us, is Mo from the BS Sports Show. Mo, how are you, sir? <laughs> well, I'm uh, I'm missing sports so much that I binge watched three seasons of Donnie Loves Jenny. I uh, I'm in pretty miserable shape. <laughs> I tell you what, we need something. And thank God, and that's why we, we titled the show today, Thank God for the NFL Free Agency, because if not, we'd all be screwed. And we'll get into to some of that talk. But, you know, one of the things, and, and I couldn't quite, we couldn't quite put this segment together, so uh, we're, we're having the, a, an abbreviated show, an hour show today. Uh, but uh, one of the things NASCAR is doing is the E- uh, E-racing, the e-sports, e that's kind of something new to me that I don't know a lot about. But a lot of the, the NASCAR drivers are jumping on board with that. Uh, what are your thoughts about that? that? That kind of just seems like, okay, well, we need to have our fix. So, And I, I watched some previews of it, and it'll be on Fox Sports this afternoon. Uh, it kind of looks real if you like simulation, but uh, it, it, it's still not the, the real thing. But, you know, we want to take this thing very seriously because in the last week, uh, over the last couple of weeks, we'll go back a couple of weeks where, where you know, we were just basically joking and saying, hey, everybody's lost their mind. But, you know, over the last week, it's become quite apparent that this is way more serious than what I think a lot of people gave it, gave it credit for. Coronavirus, uh, uh, let's say 2019, Corona-19 or whatever they're calling it now. Corona-19 has basically just put the world on pause. And I've worked from home all week. I haven't left my house in a week, but I do have toilet paper. But uh, go ahead. How have you you, uh, personally been dealing with this? And how is it you and your family? Are you guys uh, staying there in your house? I mean, are you you out and about? What's your day-to-day look like? Well, you know, my company doesn't care anything about me, so I'm still going to work every day. So uh, (laughs) nothing's really changed for me. Uh, They feel, I guess, that uh, I'm the least valuable person on the staff, so uh, I can go to work. 
Okay. Well, I hope you don't get the I hope you don't get the 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 corona. But uh, it is a very serious thing. But uh, but at the same time, it has put us on pause, and and uh, we are really the only thing that is moving in the sports world right now is the NFL, and we've seen a lot of movement in the NFL. So let's start. With the big elephant in the room, and we'll work way backwards, if you will, uh, and that is Tom Brady decides to, to leave New England this week and go to Tampa Bay. There was a lot, a lot of speculation on whether or not he would stay uh, with the Patriots or move to another team, and, and I think we talked about it, but I don't think any of us, until this week, until it, became, until it came out, I should say, um, and maybe there was those that, that, that thought it would, but I think that this week is the first week we talked about Tom Brady going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's uh, it's a move. I think where he just wanted to have fun now at the end of his career playing football. Uh, you know, other than the Saints, there's not uh, not a lot to compete with there. Atlanta hasn't been good the last couple of years. Uh, you know, Carolina's in a rebuild. So other than uh, other than the Saints, you know, it, it should be a pretty easy walk. Uh, I know a lot of talk was made about San Diego, but there you've got to get through the Chiefs twice a year and probably get through them to get back to the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, I'm really disappointed in the Colts uh, because if you're going to bring in an aging quarterback, why wouldn't you even have conversations with Tom Brady? Uh, and the Colts didn't do that. They paid. Uh, they had conversations you know, with Tom Brady. Yeah, but nothing. Tom Brady was in ground. town. You know, nothing, nothing that really got off the ground. They was. Yeah. It, it looked like Philip Rivers was the target the entire time. Uh, and, you know, it's just disappointing that, uh, you know, a guy who's won so much and, and that you, you didn't really get off the ground and Philip Rivers was your guy. But, you know, Tom's got a lot of weapons uh, in Tampa Bay now, and there are a lot of uh, free agents. It's kind of like the LeBron effect. You've got free agents coming out of the woodwork now who want to go to Tampa Bay. So uh, I think they're going to kind of have their pick of, uh, of guys that they want to add. Uh, if, you know, so be that uh, they put a lot around Tom and uh, – you know, it'll be interesting for that franchise and fun for that franchise. A franchise that hasn't been relevant, you know, since John Gruden won the Super Bowl with them back in uh, 05. So it'll uh, it'll be fun, I think, for the folks at Tampa Bay, uh, you know, just to have that excitement around their football team again. Well, you know, it, it is good. And, and, and fortunately, Jameis uh, Winston wasn't able to do that. But, you know, we talk about it, 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 we want to put the blame on the Colts. And I know I come from the, the heart of uh, being a big Colts fan. And so I'll – full disclosure there but at the same time uh, there might may have been requirements that tom brady was asking for and his team was asking for that said hey this is what i need if i'm going to come to your team and, and the Colts just couldn't deliver and, and whether for whatever reason uh, it just may not may not have happened but uh, we'll get into uh, i want to get into the phil rivers conversation and the colts and and uh, certainly some some uh, big free agencies that deal with them but Tampa Bay does. I, I think. I think a lot of people think that everything happened with Tom Brady because it was Tom Brady. It was his world. It was his globe. But we take him out of that globe, and let's just see. This is this is going to be the real test to me of how good Tom Brady really is. Because no matter how many mistakes he may or may not make in Tampa Bay, it's always going to be someone else's fault. It's never going to be Tom Brady's fault. But we could also. Uh, Break that down and analyze it a little bit more. Let's say he doesn't. I mean, I think a lot of people think that that uh, that uh, the, that basically, well, the T- Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to the Super Bowl, win Super Bowl Fifty Five, just because just because of Tom Brady. And you're right, he does have a lot of weapons. 
around him, and and they were able to to make that deal deal happen there in Tampa Bay. But it's the same weapons that Jamison Winston had. He was a very very high caliber quarterback who couldn't make it happen either. So I think removing Tom Brady from New England and putting him in a new organization is going to put the spotlight on how good Tom Brady really is or how good Bill Belichick is. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see the paths that these two guys take as they split apart from each other. But, you know, you talked about Jameis Winston not being able to get it done. Jameis Winston had good seasons offensively. The problem was is that he also was the best quarterback on the field for both teams most times. You know, he, he had so many inopportune uh, uh, turnovers that it just it would kill that team at times. And that's one thing you won't get normally with Tom Brady. You're going to get that rare turnover, but Tom is one of the smartest guys ever to play the game and play that position. And, you know, arguably this is the best group of receivers he's ever had around him. And look at what he's done with other than Randy Moss, you know, just average guys. Julian Edelman was an average guy when he got there. Wes Welker was just an average dude. Deion Branch was an average dude. Uh, so, you know, having this, this amount of talented guys around him, uh, it'll be very interesting to see what happens. And then on the same hand, uh, you know, Bill Belichick, as he tries to make, uh, you know, Jared Seedham the starting quarterback and, uh, you know, try to live up to what they've done uh, throughout the years there in New England. So it will be an interesting path uh, to see how both guys uh, uh, fare now without each other. So who did you say is going to be the new quarterback there in New England? Uh, they're back up from last year. They're rookie. They drafted Jared Steedham. So who is that? <laughs> that that's yeah, that's exactly. my point. No, nobody knew who Tom Brady was before he came on the field with with Bill Belichick. I, w- I was making a, a a obvious pun there, uh, and that is that that nobody knew who uh, who Tom Brady was until Drew Bledsoe got hurt right before the Super Bowl. Uh, so, I think Bill Belichick. We we love to hate the Patriots around here, so we'll get, give every reason we can to hate the Patriots. And, and may, you know what? It, and maybe on just another completely sidebar thing, that may have been in the mind back of the mind of Jim Irsay and, and, and Chris Ballard is: do do we really want to bring a former Patriot to the Colts organization in lieu of our our our, our extreme rival that we have with the Patriots and in lieu of what happened with Josh McGann, there's just bad blood there. You think maybe that had something to do with why the Colts didn't uh, push a little bit harder for Tom Brady? I mean, if so, that that's asinine on their part, because if a guy is a good player, you want him on your team. I mean, being a Pacers fan, I would take LeBron James on my team uh, any day, any time. And, you know, there's a guy that's hurt the Pacers more than anybody over the past 10 years. But if a guy's a talented guy, I don't care where he's played. You know, he could have played, uh, you know, for the uh, the most hateful, worst team in the league, and I'd like to have him on my team if he's a guy that's going to help me get to the Super Bowl. Because at the end of the day, that's what it's really about. It's not like Tom Brady comes in with a bad reputation. He's a bad guy, uh, does bad things in the locker room. So if the thought of not bringing him in because he thought Colts fans would be up in arms because he's a former Patriot, I, 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 I hate that thought because – I want the best guy at that position leading my team uh, to try to get him to the Super Bowl. No, I could agree with you more. 
And, but at the same time, let's, let's shift on over to the Colts, and we'll get into some of these other uh, NFL free agencies that, that has happened this week, because clearly that's all that, that's happened at all this week. Uh, we'll get into it to Philip Rivers here in just a, in just a second. But the Colts also, uh, I thought, made a pretty smart move when they acquired uh, defensive tackle, did the trade with San Francisco uh, for DeForest Buckner. I think he's a very, very solid player that fills a role that we need to do, and also – you know the re-signing of of, uh, of uh, uh, sorry, brain fart, but also the re-signing of Anthony Costanzo uh, is was all good solid plays by the Colts, and the Force Buckner is going to really add a lot, and we need some help on our defense. So maybe they're not patching all the holes, and maybe there's still a lot of things that need to go that need to happen for the Colts, uh, but that. They, there have been some pretty positive moves here in the offseason with the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, we'll see how the thing with DeForest Buckner works out. It's, it's so not like the Colts uh, to, A, make a trade for a guy of that caliber and, B, to pay somebody that kind of money uh, who wasn't previously on their team. So uh, that's that's an, an interesting move. Um, but, you know, I think there are some major holes still uh, in this team that they have to address and, and hopefully not just try to address with rookies from the draft. So, uh, I mean, you know, we'll see going forward uh, what happens, but uh, it's been some interesting moves and in, in out of character for the Colts so far. So the uh, and I, I texted this to you yesterday, but uh, CBS is uh, uh, new uh, uh, odds, if you will, of teams that can win Super Bowl Fifty Five. They've got the Indianapolis Colts at twenty five to one. So no, we don't expect to win the Super Bowl, but we've got Philip Rivers for one year. And I say let's let's be positive. Let's 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 see the the silver lining of it all. I mean, he's always been right at 500. Now that's just a mediocre quarterback, but he's a, he's also been with the San Diego Chargers for what 13 years. Uh, he's been with the San Diego Chargers the same amount of time Eli Manning has been with the New York Giants. And even though Eli Manning won a Super Bowl, you take that away from Eli Manning. And you look at the two two quarterbacks. I think they're very very similar. I think that Philip Rivers is a is a is a great band aid. He's not the cure, and that just kind of tells me that they might be looking to draft a quarterback in the draft uh, and uh, make him the number three quarterback. And he he sits behind Jacoby Brissett and Philip Rivers. And I think, in my opinion, they brought Philip Rivers on for more more than than just the the hey let's get to the playoffs or let's win a Super Bowl. We're building from the draft. That's always been Chris Ballard's theme. We're building from the draft. And if you want to get a good caliber uh, court, we don't have a we're not going to get to a, we're not going to get one of the big uh, caliber uh, quarterbacks. But if we're able to get a a solid quarterback in our first pick in the NFL draft, and you've got two very seasoned people to to bring him into the fold. Philip Rivers may look like to be a very, very good choice when it's all said and done. Well, I mean, the problem with Philip Rivers in that aspect is he's never been a guy who's been very cordial to his backup quarterback. Uh, when San Diego had brought in some younger quarterbacks, uh, they wound up moving out because Philip Rivers didn't have uh, any inclination to want to teach them or work with them uh, more than just what he had to and was required to. So uh, in that aspect, he's never proven that he can do that. Uh, successfully, 
And if you look at the weapons that he had in San Diego last year, which was much more plentiful than the Colts, uh, he had his worst season to date, lost some arm strength, threw more turnovers and interceptions than he had in his career in any season. So that's what bothers me at that point. If we're going to bring in a young quarterback, uh, you know, that's fine. I would, I think the Colts would be uh, well to draft uh, Jalen Hurts out of uh, Oklahoma and work with him over the next couple of years to try to see if he's got what it takes to be an NFL quarterback. Uh, I just There are so many reasons I don't like the Phillip Rivers move. Uh, yeah, I don't feel like the Colts uh, doing that makes them contend for a Super Bowl uh, unless he completely turns around what he had last year, but now he's going to have to do it with less weapons. You know, if you look at that receiving core and the tight end core and the running backs that San Diego had, he had a pretty stacked offense and uh, and just couldn't get the job done. So it's uh, it's concerning to me that the Colts are looking towards uh, uh, 2021, 2022, as opposed to looking towards this season. You know, we were talking about bad blood between uh, Tom Brady and the Indianapolis Colts. And, you know, when, when Phillip Rivers first came to town, a lot of fans were going crazy because there's bad bloods between uh, Phillip Rivers and the Indianapolis Colts, especially if we remember uh, back a, a few years ago when he was in town and he was yelling at fans from the sidelines and that sort of thing. So there's some, there's some fan bad blood uh, with Phillip Rivers as well. Yeah, you know, and and uh, he's not the uh, he's not the Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck type of of leader that the uh, that the Colts are used to, and that'll be a different uh, a different thing for the uh, offense and that locker room in the huddle. He's a he's a much different type of leader. He sulks on the sidelines. He's a fiery guy, but in, in not in the same you know confident type of leadership I think that uh, that we had with Andrew Luck and Peyton Manning. So it's going to be a different dynamic. Uh, entirely for uh, this Colts team this year. Shouldn't Colts fans get away from Peyton Manning? He's gone. He's done. Shouldn't Colts fans get away from Andrew Luck? He's not coming back. Should I guess? I guess the best way to say it is there comes a time you got to get over your ex. It's 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 that time. The Colts have got to realize. Peyton Manning has a statue, for God's sake, in, in front of Lucas uh, Oil. He's never going to go away. Andrew Luck made his own decision to go away. It's time to move on. And not necessarily that that uh, Philip Rivers is the next uh, LTR, if you will, uh, but he is certainly he's not a bad date. I don't I don't I don't I don't think that at all. I think that he's and if, if we want to, you know, he's certainly a a a a, a quarterback that can win his ball games. No, but it's like if you were married to a supermodel for 20 years and she was the greatest woman in the world and she dies, and now all of a sudden you're bringing in, you know, uh, Jenny from down the block, it's a whole different thing. It, you know, the Colts fans have been spoiled for 20 years with two of the greatest quarterbacks to play the game. And guys who weren't uh, who weren't issues, who were great guys on and off the field, guys uh, who, you know, rallied these teams to, to great heights. So after being spoiled for 20 years, it's hard to uh, to try to change. You know, people tried to get behind Jacoby Brissett somewhat last year, but it isn't the same. And if, you know, you look at a person who's in their mid-20s at this point, all they've known being a Colts fan is phenomenal quarterbacks. It's hard to try to deal with that. Okay, take that, that question a little bit further. Does anybody remember life before Peyton Manning as a Colts fan? I do. It wasn't very pretty. It, was, it wasn't very pretty. I mean, what, does anybody actually remember Jim Harbaugh being the, the comeback uh, quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts? I do. I mean, 
there was life before Peyton Manning, and there's going to be life after Peyton Manning. Uh, not everybody gets to enjoy the dynasties that Tom Brady and the, and the New England Patriots enjoyed. You know, I talked with you a little bit about uh, the draft and if they decide to go with a quarterback. And, and using my theory, using my theory that they bring in Phillip Rivers for one year, they draft a young quarterback, they got Jacoby Brissett as the backup, and then they got the new draft as the number three quarterback. Let me run some names by you, and you tell me what you, you think. Jacob Eason from Washington, a one-year starter at Washington. I, I think it could be an option for the Colts at 34 if they if they decide to go with a quarterback. Again, going with my theory, and, and Eason tra- and transferred to Washington in 2018, set out all the year, and then came during 2019 and put it up some of my decent stats in 2019. What are your thoughts about Jacob Eason from Washington? Yeah, I don't I don't love him. Uh, He's a guy, again, without a ton of experience, and we've seen that be okay for a guy like Gardner Minshew, but he's not blowing the doors off anybody either. I mean, you know, to me, the guy is Jalen Hurts, the guy who played at Alabama, played at Oklahoma. Uh, you know, he's not – again, he's not a huge quarterback, but that's not the uh, that's not the norm in the NFL anymore. He's a guy that's got speed. He can throw the football down the field, and he's been uh, under the tutelage of two great coaches, you know. You play at, at, at Alabama and Oklahoma at this point in where college football is, you played a lot of meaningful games. And, uh, you know, it's just, to me, that's the guy I think in the second round that uh, that would be my target if I'm the Indianapolis Colts. What about Jake from State Farm? Oh, I mean from Georgia. Jake <laughs> Fromm from Georgia. Probably one of the most pro-ready uh, quarterbacks uh, uh, ready to come into the draft and, and yeah, won't be selected in the top ten, put it that way. Uh, I think he's a, he's a good sleeper quarterback that the Colts should take a, a good hard look at. Yeah, he, you know, to me, he's probably the most Andrew Luck, Peyton Manning type quarterback uh, in this draft. He's a he's a kid uh, who doesn't let a lot of things bother him. He he's not the the screamy, yelly Philip Rivers type. He's uh, you know he's just pretty even keel. Uh, but there were some games in the past couple of years. You know, I've watched his kids since he played in high school, and you can go back on Netflix and watch a show called QB One and watch him as he went through his junior and senior years in high school and went to Georgia. Um, you know, he's a, he's a kid with a lot of skills, but there's a couple of big games uh, where he kind of disappeared. And, you know, that's the only concerning part for me. But he's a big kid. He's got arm strength. Uh, he's smart. And, uh, you know, he doesn't let things bother him. And playing at Georgia, here's another guy who's played in a lot of big games. So, yeah, he's a guy that uh, that I think would be a good pickup for the Colts as well. He's he's very, uh, uh, he's very you know, Manning-Luck-esque with, uh, with his makeup. You know, uh, this guy's still on my list. He was on my list before the combine. He didn't have such a good combine. Uh, and but but Jordan Love with Utah, I think I still think he's a good fit uh, for the Colts, and they really need to look at him if they're going to draft the quarterback. Yeah, I, I think that he winds up not making it out of the end of the first round. I think he's a guy that some of those teams uh, who have older quarterbacks but who are still a good team uh, would look at. He's a guy that I think would be intriguing to a team like. Uh, Green Bay, uh, you know, to a team that's had a good quarterback who who needs to find the next guy, maybe the Steelers. So I, I don't think that uh, Jordan Love makes it out of the end of the first round. I, right, you're right. I think, you know, he had a bad combine, but at the end of the day, to me, I don't give a damn what you did in the combine. I want to look at what you did in games. So game film is more important to me, and uh, I just I think he's a guy that will wind up on a pretty good team as a backup for the next couple of years. 
Let's talk a little bit about Jalen Hurts with Oklahoma. Uh, it's certainly, the closer and closer we get to the NFL draft, the more I hear Jalen Hurts and the Indianapolis Colts in conversations together. Yep, that's my guy. Uh, you know, like I said, he played at Oklahoma and Alabama over the last four years, and uh, that's a pretty good pedigree if you're a quarterback. Uh, you know, he uh, he had a, a darn good season last year as well. Split time uh, at, at junior, uh, sophomore junior year with uh, Tua, uh, has come back and won some big games uh, for both teams. Uh, you know, a dual threat quarterback, something that the Colts haven't had, you know, in, in ever. Uh, so he, he would be a fun guy to see in an Indianapolis uniform with that offensive line, uh, with his threat to run the football as well. I, I think Jalen Hurts makes the most sense out of anybody for the Colts. Okay, one one final thought of my of my prospects of five of of, of good people that can be behind Philip Rivers. Because remember, we got Philip Rivers for one year, and unless something drastic happens, like he wins a Super Bowl or or something crazy like that, I don't see them extending that. We got him for one year for twenty five million dollars. Maybe it was a bargain, maybe it wasn't a bargain, but we that, this is the reality. We got the Colts, we got Philip Rivers, and I, so I think. This is just my theory, but I think the Colts are, are, are going to be drafting a quarterback, and they're going to be building from the draft. So, finally, let's look at Anthony Gordon from Washington State. Washington State quarterbacks are hard to judge for me because that offensive scheme was so dynamic that uh, everybody who's played in it has stood out, and not everybody has translated into an NFL quarterback. Uh, so, Washington State quarterbacks are always so hard to judge because you don't know, is it the quarterback, is it the system? I guess, uh, you know, the jury will still be out. So anytime you see a quarterback from Washington State that's mentioned, to me, uh, it's not that it's a bad thing. It's just it's always so hard to judge because that system was so dynamic there. Uh, so, you know, I I always reserve judgment for to see how they, they fare in the first couple of years in the NFL. Uh, not to say that uh, that he won't succeed, but it's, uh, it's a system, Andrew, where you look like a rock star in a million dollars every time you play in it. We've been talking with Mo for the BS Sports Show and our abbreviated uh, show today. I was talking about the NFL free agency. We talk a lot about the Colts because it's kind of our homework card there. Uh, the guy I could remember earlier was uh, offensive lineman LeVon Clark, is who the Colts have resigned as well. Uh, finally, we see the, the drop man himself end up in Pittsburgh, and that's uh, Eric Ebron headed to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I personally was a fan of Ebron. When he when he when he's doing what he when he caught the ball he was good, when he did catch the ball he wasn't so good. So I mean I guess he was the uh, Doctor Jekyll, Miss uh, Mr. Hyde or whatever because you never knew what who what Eric Ebron you would have on the field. But Eric Ebron to the Steelers thoughts. Uh, you know if Ben Roethlisberger's playing I think it's going to be fantastic for them. You know we talked last year a lot about uh, the accuracy issues with Jacoby Brissett. You look when. When Andrew Luck was throwing the football, uh, Ebron was all pro, was a rock star, led the NFL in touchdowns for a while. Uh, so I think the uh, the newness of Jacoby Brissett, the, the indecision of Jacoby Brissett and the accuracy issues he had, uh, along with the, the deteriorating attitude of Eric Ebron last season, uh, hurt the Indianapolis Colts and, and hurt uh, Ebron's stock. So I think if Ben Roethlisberger is healthy, I think you're going to see another fantastic year from Eric Ebron. Mob with the BS Sports Show always uh, delivers for us. Uh, thank you for being our starting quarterback today, and I hope you don't run out of toilet paper, and uh, I hope you uh, don't uh, contact the, the coronavirus unless it's a corona with a line. <laughs> well, I ordered myself a, a bidet last week off of Amazon, and so I don't care if I run out of toilet paper. I don't need it. 
Hey, there you go. Hey, I want one of those just for fun. All right, Bo, we'll catch, it with you. catch up with you. It is fantastic. <laughs> Buddy. All right, we'll catch up with you later. All right, have a good one. All right. Mo with the BS Sports Show joins us uh, uh, talking about Tom Brady and Indianapolis Colts. We're going to get into more of this NFL free agency in our abbreviated show uh, uh, here in the home studios of the Balance uh, uh, Studio as we're practicing our social distancing. But the good thing is we do have toilet paper. We'll be right back right here on the Balance Radio Network. Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles, and SI.com will be joining us. The Air National Guard is a reserve component of the United States Air Force and serves alongside active duty Air Force members in times of a national crisis. In addition, the Air Guard serves the state and local community in a wide range of capacities. The reason people join the Air Guard is as diverse as our members and includes such reasons as a deep desire to serve their country, money for college, travel, new job skills, and the pride that goes along with belonging to the greatest military organization in the world. I joined because I felt a calling to serve my country, but I didn't want to be far away from my family, so the Indiana Air National Guard was a perfect fit for me. With over 95 different career opportunities to choose from and 100% paid college tuition to any state-funded college, why not give us a call? Call 1-800-841-3103 or visit online at goang.com to find out more. Again, that's 1-800-841-3103. The Air National Guard, guarding America, defending freedom. I can't believe it. I've been playing 4 on 4 with a barbershop quartet. Nah, I can't believe how easy it was to save hundreds of dollars on my car insurance with Geico. Yeah. Believe it. Geico could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Morning face. You get it when you don't sleep well. This is what happened to Linda. Morning, guys. Good morning. Ah, What is that thing? It's me, Linda. Oh, my God, it talks. Run! No, it's me, Linda, from HR. It looks hungry. Save the children. Save them. Stay back. I've got moving. It's called beauty sleep for a reason. And there's never been a better time to get some. Get 20% off IKEA Sultan mattresses. IKEA, love your home. our abbreviated uh, version of the balance today uh, as you know we're going to be doing this for another 30 minutes uh, because there's nothing else but NFL to talk about thanks Mo from the BS Sports Show joining us and, and uh, talking with us a little bit about the NFL free agency Tom Brady and Philip Rivers obviously coming to the cold Tom Brady going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers but joining us now uh, who who is who's far away from us in Philadelphia in the city of brotherly love 
Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles. Ed, how how how's it going with you, man? And in your social uh, uh, distancing, if you will. Uh, good morning, Tom. Well, I, I got to tell you, I'm I'm going a little stir crazy, to be honest. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I I don't know what else to do. You know, I mean, it's just so hard to kind of just pace back and forth, and um, you know. But thankfully, the NFL has given us something to write about, talk about. Talk about that's way. right. Um, yeah. So uh, and, and you know, I, I, if not for that, jeez, I don't know what I'd be. I tell you, it, 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 something else. You know, the good thing is I at least have more toilet paper now. And uh, <laughs> I, you may have saw my you may have saw my post on Facebook. My Melissa, our social media director, was like, "I'm going to Sam's. You want to split some toilet paper?" I'm like, "Deal." And so I've got like. 45 rolls of toilet paper that we split up and along with some other stuff. And, but uh, when she went to Sam's, I guess the line was way out and they had the cops there and everything. Yeah. It's like, dude, good Lord. I, I haven't, I haven't uh, uh, figured out. So the good thing is I have toilet paper. I have water. I have beer. I have Gatorade. I have Coke. So I'm, I'm okay. Now I just need some sports <laughs> to get me through. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, and, I, and Tom, I have a hard time watching old replays of games. You know, I, know. I can't even really enjoy that, I, and I don't know why. So I, you know, I mean, they're playing them on every single sports channel, but I just can't, I just can't enjoy watching we, them. So uh, we we should yeah. be knee deep into March Madness right now, but that's but that's not happening. Yeah. And you know, as as we were putting the show together, I was just like. NASCAR is doing a pretty cool thing, and I'm going to check it out later. They've got something called the E uh, Racing, uh, which is a, it's, it's been going on for a while. It's these esports, and, I, and I, that's going to. I have a feeling this 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 quarantine thing is going to be a, the bumper, if you will, to get them noticed more on a national level and on television. But it's basically video gamers playing sports but they've got a racing yeah. one a nascar one and an indycar one and uh, there's some nascar uh drivers that are teaming up for a race this weekend along with other gamers across the nation they're going to televise that on fox sports so i'll check that i i saw some of it on youtube it's pretty cool it's not bad but if you like a, a hmm. simulator because that's that's all it is. If you, if you like watching someone else play a video game, there you go. But it's not bad because it, it does, it does at least give some some sort of reality to it for what we have. Let's let's uh, let's get into this. Uh, I I loved your your tweet this past week that you said, uh, "Dang it, Tom Brady had to take the thunder away from Nick Foles or something to that effect." But Tom Brady obviously <laughs> dominates the forecast. We get into the the Eagles and, and what's been going on with them. I've been seeing your writings. So what what's going on with them? But let's talk about Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, you know, he, he sniffed around here uh, and kicked some tires uh, here at the Indianapolis Colts and other teams, for that matter, and didn't get the traction. We ended up with Philip Rivers. We'll get to him in a minute. We just had a big conversation as to Philip Rivers and Mo. Does it really agree that it's a good uh, a good uh, position? My, my theory is that that tells me it's a good indicator that they're going to draft a quarterback uh, because they want a someone tra- a highly seasoned to help bring them along set number two and this new draft pick in the number three. And we went through, you know, four or five names or who I think uh, would be uh, a, a good uh, a fit here at the Indianapolis Colts. But that said, and what I talked with, with Mo about, get your thoughts about this. I'll extract Tom Brady from the new England Patriots. 
Do you know who the starting quarterback for the New England Patriots is right now? <laughs> I think it's Jared Stidham, right? Isn't he the backup? Yeah, yeah, I guess yeah he's the, the backup, ball. but nobody knows who that is. Yeah. Do you remember several right. years ago when when Drew Bledsoe got hurt? Did, had anybody heard of Tom Brady? Did anybody know who Tom Brady was? No. No, so Bill Belichick, no. Bill Belichick has had it, and it's not just Tom Brady. We could name player after player after player that Bill Belichick has had the ability to create that that player from nobody. He he, he has the ability to see something in somebody, and I and I think he saw the, the same thing in, in Garoppolo, who which is now in San Francisco. Uh, so we extract Tom Brady from the Bill Belichick scenario. We put him in Tampa Bay. Granted, Tampa Bay has got some good, uh, good weapons, and they're going to load him around. And that may have been part of the decision for him to go to Tampa Bay as opposed to some of the other teams because of the weapons that they had. Because maybe Tom Brady knows he's not as good as he as we think he is. I don't know. That's just a working theory, and maybe that's just because I live here in Indianapolis that we we've got to find a reason to not like Tom Brady. So we're not going to change that just because he goes to 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 Tampa Bay, but there is that theory that that the real Tom Brady comes out now. Uh, well, we'll see. I mean, you know, there weren't a whole lot of offers, from my understanding, for Tom Brady around the league. They had no uh, – he didn't have a whole lot of choices. You know, it was really the, the Los Angeles Chargers or the New England – or the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks. That was, they were the only two teams. Not even the uh, – Las Vegas Raiders were involved. And, you know, I'm saying these names, Los Angeles Chargers and Las Vegas Raiders, and that sounds really weird. But, you know, he doesn't have a big market. And, you know, we got to remember he's going to be 43 years old in August. And last year, I don't care who his weapons were, he just looked like a completely different, much slower-to-react type of quarterback. He's the guy that kind of got it, has to get the ball out fast. Um, Because I I just don't think he's built now for kind of the long haul. I, I mean, he could play till he's 50, but to me, he just looks like a different guy. He's 43. I don't think the market was that great. So he really didn't have a whole lot of choices. He didn't want to go back to New England. Um, now he's kind of untethered from that Bill Belichick, uh, like you mentioned, that the Bill Belichick leash. We'll see if he can do it on his own. Yeah, everybody seems to now put Tampa in the NFC Championship game or the Super Bowl because of Tom Brady. But, I, you know, I say slow down. I mean, you know, I'm not sure – uh, they're not getting the best Tom Brady that we saw back, you know, earlier in this century. That's for sure. I mean, like I said, he's older, um, and he does have some good weapons. I don't know how good that offensive line is, though, um, and and that's a, a pretty big thing when you're trying to protect a 43 year old back there. So um, we'll see if I think it's good for him on on one hand, and that we'll see if he was really the reason for the Patriots winning those Super Bowls, or if it was Belichick. It was. It was probably both, but now we'll see if Brady can do it without Belichick and answer some questions as to who was more responsible for the, the great uh, run the Patriots had in this century. Was it Belichick or was it Brady? Now we'll see. If Brady goes to Tampa and wins a Super Bowl, my goodness, that would be, you know, I would be sold on him. Right now, I'm, I'm, I don't think he can do it. I really don't. And I'm not sure how many quarterbacks have won the Super Bowl with two different teams, but I don't think it's too many. Um, I'd have to look back and, and take a closer look at that. So he's kind of bucking history here to try to get down there and win. Now, you know, you're familiar with Bruce Arians. I mean, Bruce Arians coached in Indianapolis, and sure, everybody there loved him. And, you know, every I'm a fan of Bruce Arians, and he's a very good quarterback type of a coach. So, you know, I think he'll put Brady in some good positions to be successful. But at 43, can Brady still execute 
uh, you know, what's being uh, handed to them. Well, and, and then if we look at the other part of the scenario, if was it Bill Belichick or Tom Brady? If it was Tom Brady, is Tom Brady going to make Bruce Arians the next uh, Bill Belichick? I mean, we we could look at it that <laughs> way too. <laughs> and, 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 and you're we'll, right. We'll, you're right. So uh, uh, let's go on. All I think, I, Tom, I, I I just I think it's fascinating. No matter you know, no matter how you want to look at it. I mean, there's so many ways you can look at it, but I think it's fascinating and. You know, I really hope the NFL season starts on time so we can get a look at how this develops. But I think that's going to be a fun, uh, a fun thing to watch down there in Tampa. We'll talk a little bit about what's going on with your Philadelphia Eagles. Ed Kratz joins us, a beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles and, and SI.com. What, what, what's going on as far as fan bases go and as far as what you're talking about? Malcolm Jenkins is no longer an Eagle. He's now a, a Saint. Uh, thoughts on that? Yeah, that was a bit of a surprise. I mean, Jenkins has really meant a lot to the Eagles organization for the last, well, they signed him as a free agent in 2014, and he played in every single game, 96 straight starts. 96 games, you know, yeah. Looking at 96 straight games. Yeah, it's really amazing. And he's played less. He's played every single snap except, I think, like 97 of them uh, in that time. So it's just an amazing uh, run. Now, you know, as as good as that is, you have to wonder, because of all that wear and tear, how much – uh, does Jenkins have left? He's 32 years old. Um, he wanted, uh, he wanted, uh, my understanding was he wanted a $12 million a year for the next three years to stay in Philadelphia, which I don't think Howie Roseman, the general manager was going to pay that kind of money to a 32 year old uh, with that much wear and tear. It, it, Roseman went into the off season saying he wants this roster to get younger. The Eagles had, I think the third oldest roster last year. And, you know, maybe that is one reason why they have been so injured these last two years is because of the age on that roster. So, you know, he wanted to get younger. He also parted ways with Jason Peters. He decided that a couple of weeks ago he wasn't bringing back the 38-year-old left tackle, uh, and Peters is still on the market. So, uh, you know, his goal was to get younger. Uh, and, and Jenkins, they, I, as much as they would have liked to have kept him, I understand they just wanted to give him more money in a one-year deal, um, but he wanted a longer-term deal and more money. Uh, and they just couldn't come to an agreement. So he left, and it, it, it's going to leave a big hole, not only on the field, but in the locker room. You know, he was the he was the leader in that locker room, and he was always a guy there that was there you could go and talk to as a media member, uh, and he would tell it like it is. You know, he didn't sugarcoat anything. Um, so he's going to be missed on so many levels, and you just can't replace somebody like that. You know, you talk about replacing Brady in, in New England at quarterback. Now, that's a bigger deal, but who replaces Malcolm Jenkins? Uh, at that strong safety spot because, you know, he didn't play just safety. He played slot corner. He played linebacker at times. I mean, he was a very versatile, reliable player. Uh, so who's going to do that? They re-signed Jalen Mills, uh, who was a cornerback. They're going to try to transition him to safety. He played safety at LSU, but that was in college. This is the, this is the pros. Um, and then who's going to step up in the locker room? You know, Carson Wentz, I think, you know, he's got to take a bit, a bit more of an active role uh, as a leader inside that locker room. Um, but on defense, it's still Fletcher Cox, who's also getting up there in age. And, um, but there was nobody like Malcolm. I mean, he told it like it is. He, he was never afraid to tell his teammates like it was. Uh, you know, I, I think back to when DeMarco Murray, uh, when the Eagles signed DeMarco Murray and he was taking a day off in training camp, it was like the third day. And he, he said he was just, you know, that it was just kind of a day of rest. And uh, so DeMarco standing there and during training camp, Jenkins leaves the field, goes over to one of the VIP tents and grabs a chair and brings it out to the sidelines and points to Murray and says, here, have a seat. If you're going to take a day off here, why don't you sit down and really rest? You know, like that's, the kind of, that's the kind of leader he was. Like 
he's not afraid to, to, to call out his teammates, you know, and Murray was embarrassed by that and the fans loved it. So, uh, you know, that's the kind of yeah. player and that's the kind of person Jenkins was. And, you know, he's really going to be missed uh, on a lot of levels in Philadelphia. I loved, I loved your tweet uh, that, uh, that said uh, the, the Eagles continue to play the play, uh, play the safety dance or something along that. And I thought, I need mm-hmm. to find mm-hmm. that song. You ever heard that song, <laughs> Safety Dance? Oh, of course. S-S-A-A-F. They spell it out, right? Don't they, don't they spell out the safety in the song? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, yeah. It's, I should have lined that up. Yeah. I do not who, know. I don't even remember who, I, who who performed that? We'll get it. We'll get it. We'll get it up on on social media in your in your in your honor. Let's 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 talk a little <laughs> bit about <laughs> as we move into the to the to the draft. We talked some about who the Colts might look at and possibly as a, as a, as a quarterback. Let's let's stay with the Eagles. Um, the, the Eagles, I, I I think have pick fifteen in round one at, at the current situation, and it doesn't look like they're going to be changing the draft day or time or anything like that. Um, a, a lot of people in the mock drafts are talking about the Eagles uh, picking up uh, Henry Ruggs, the third uh, from Alabama wide receiver in your, in your uh, 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 round one uh, pick 15. What are your thoughts? Yeah. It, it, the Eagles pick 21, which if they were at pick 15, they would certainly grab Ruggs, but they're at 21, so... Oh, they're at you know, 21. I, I, had the, I guess I had the wrong information there. Okay, my fault. Go ahead. Yeah, I think the Broncos picked 15, and they could use a wide receiver for sure. I mean, they uh, they just need a wide receiver. But uh, the, I'm not sure Ruggs or, you know, there's those three big three receivers out there, Judy, Ruggs, and uh, C.D. Lamb. And, uh, you know, gosh, I, I, don't, I don't know. I know the Colts trading out of that pick at, what were you, 13 or 14? Mm-hmm. Um, I thought maybe the Colts could take a receiver at that spot, but now the Colts aren't in play uh, and the Niners are, and I guess they could take a receiver. Um, but at any rate, I don't know if Ruggs, Judy, or Lamb will be there at 21. I, I just don't. And for the Eagles, if they want to get, you know, to assure themselves of getting Ruggs, who I do know they really like, they love his speed, they love his versatility. If they want him, they may have to trade up. And then how high do you have to trade up to get him? I mean, that's going to be a fluid situation on draft night um, to see how the board starts to unfold. And, uh, you know, could they possibly trade with the 49ers? I don't know that they have many picks after the first round. They have two in the first round, but then uh, they have nothing until the fifth round, I don't believe. So, you know, could you try to move up with the Niners and trade some of your picks? Um, I don't know, but and here's the problem now with doing that is the Eagles had ten picks uh, when free agency started. They're now left with eight picks after trading two away to acquire uh, Darius Slay from Detroit. So uh, I know how he wants his draft picks. He's only made five picks in the, each of the last two years, and he's talked all off season about how valuable it is to have as many picks as possible because it increases your hit rate. The more picks you make, the better chances that you have of hitting on somebody. So, you know, I don't know if he's going to want to delve into that stash any deeper and, and bring that t- count down to six or seven or, or even five, uh, if that's what it would take to trade up. I, I'm not sure he's going to want to do that. So uh, the depth of this wide receiver class, though, is such that at, if you stay at 21, you can still find a very good receiver if that's the way you want to go. I mean, Tony 
Uh, Justin Jefferson is somebody that has been mentioned with, with the Eagles. Uh, you know, Denzel Mims. I mean, there's a lot of guys. And you could even find guys in the second round. So the way the Eagles and free agency is playing out here, they haven't addressed that receiver position. Uh, they need receivers. We all saw last year that they were playing with a no-name cast, the guys that were just called up from the practice squad. Uh, so Alshon Jeffries hurt. Who knows when he's going to be able to play? Who's even sure if he's still going to be on the team? Uh, but they need receivers. So I suspect that the Eagles will spend at least two and maybe three picks in the draft uh, to get a wide receiver. Well, certainly the the Eagles are, are favored to trade up to get to increase their offensive power as long as as well as the Chargers and others. Let's talk about you know we we talked about Tom Brady. That's one of the biggest stories of the free agency. Uh, uh, Philip Rivers going to the Colts. That's the big story of the free agency. But I think one of the biggest stories I thought, which was was a, a surprise to me, especially where where he ended up at, and that was Stephon Diggs going to the Buffalo Bills. So uh, what do you know about yeah. that? That seemed like a kind yeah. of a an odd mismatch, if you will. Yeah, you know, um, <laughs> Diggs was available for, for people to trade for him, and now the Bills went and they gave up their first-round pick for him. And he's young. I think he's only 26 years old. But, uh, you know, we'll see how much, you know, he was kind of a distraction last year in Minnesota uh, a little bit. But, boy, there's no questioning his talent and his ability. And, uh, you know, you mentioned him going to the Buffalo Bills. I, I mean, and with the Patriots now needing a quarterback or a big question mark at the quarterback, you look at what the Bills did, getting digs. And, um, you know, they made some other moves that escape me right now, but they, they've done some good things here in free agency. You wonder if now they're going to be the team that kind of takes over uh, the AFC East. But, uh, you know, Diggs is certainly talented and, you know, I'm not sure the Eagles would have been in on him. I, I don't, I'm not sure he would have been a locker room fit in Philadelphia. Um, and that's why the Eagles didn't get involved. But, you know, you could also throw DeAndre Hopkins in there, getting traded from the Texans to uh, the Cardinals. Yeah. Uh, that was kind of a surprise, you know, and the which Eagles work, they were, which Colts fans are completely okay with, by the way, just yeah. putting that out. Yeah, there. right. right. <laughs> yeah, right. You, you, you look, look at what the AFC South has done. I mean, you know, the Colts certainly are right in the mix, you know, now, I mean, they were in the playoffs two years ago uh, and now they have a quarterback in rivers who, you know, certainly played at a high level most of his career, a uh, veteran guy, um, you know, the Colts, certainly could win that division. You know, the the Texans, who knows what they're doing. Trading DeAndre Hopkins was huge. And only to get a running back in return and not even get a first-round pick back. I mean, that was kind of shocking in its own right. So, um, you know, you saw two really good receivers kind of switch teams here. And even Emmanuel Sanders late uh, Friday night signing with the New Orleans Saints from San Francisco. Um, You know, you have some receivers now kind of on the move. but, yeah, that certainly makes the Bills better. It helps the Cardinals for sure. Um, and then the Saints, you know. Uh, so, it's you know, this is always a fun time of year to see who goes where. And there's always some surprises. And I, I think Diggs and Hopkins are two of the biggest. And Brady. Yeah, of <laughs> yeah Brady, of course. Uh, you know, what about the, the trade with San Francisco that the Colts uh, did? I, I thought that was uh, a, 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 a good uh, – uh, uh, pick up and why do I have a brain fart? I just was just talking about the force, the Buckner, yeah, uh, the the, right. the Colts. I think that was a, a very good strategic uh, work uh, with with them 
what what are your thoughts on that real quickly and let's get to we'll get to some of these other um uh a thumbs up and thumbs down uh thing it's with the NFL free agencies. But go ahead. Well did you start making your sign yet for the first Colts home game? Run the first run? I, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> start working on that during this quarantine period. Give me something to do. Break that's out the- good. That's great. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean I think I think but, that's a great uh, a good a good pickup for for the Colts. Well, you know, I'm a, I'm of the philosophy, and it's similar to the Eagles, and you build with the lines. And the Colts have a great offensive line, and they needed help on the defensive line. And DeForest Buckner is going to give them that. I mean, he's a he's a great uh, pass rusher, disruptor. He can stop the run. I mean, he's a three down defensive tackle, and certainly worth the, the giving up the number one pick and then signing him to that big contract. He's young. Um, he's going to help that Colts defense, you know, and and that's exactly what they needed. They needed to address that defensive line, and they did it in a big way. I mean, I, there's not – I love the deal. I, you know, the fact he had to give up a number one, that's okay. I mean, it's certainly worth it. He was a number one pick uh, when he came into the league, and he's played to that level. So I don't have a problem with it, and it's going to help the, the Colts immensely. So compiling the, the, the list of uh, free agency stuff that, that we we know, and I don't have time to go at all of them, but – You've probably seen the poop e- e- emoji on uh, on your phone. You know, it's a little, it's like a little turd. So if we could put <laughs> if we could put a poop emoji on some of the NFL drafts uh, that's happened so far, let's start with Melvin Gordon, running back for the Denver Broncos. The deal is two years, sixteen million dollars. Not quite the ten uh, ten million dollar per offer that Gordon reportedly uh, turned down from the Chargers around about the time of his holdout, but with $13.5 million guaranteed, it's likely to see the full $16 million from this deal. Melvin Gordon, running back, Denver Broncos, gets the poop emoji. <laughs> well, with the shortest of toilet paper, I don't know if we should be using poop emojis. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I think Melvin Gordon has some proving to do, you know. I mean, he kind of was unhappy last year. He came in, didn't play up to his ability, I don't think, because he was unhappy. So, you know, he really has to uh, to kind of show that, you know, he was the player he was two years ago. And what I like about it, probably wouldn't give it a poop emoji because of this, is that he's going to have to play the Chargers now twice a year because they're in the same division. So, you know, he's going to come in, he's going to have some things to prove, and he's going to have to prove it. And I think he will, especially because he'll be really motivated to play the Chargers twice a year. I don't know that this quite gets the poop emoji, but it's certainly close. Todd Gurley, uh, running back now for the Atlanta Falcons, one-year deal, $6 million. It barely doesn't get the the poop emoji. (laughs) (laughs) Well, see, here, I'm going to give it the poop emoji because I think – his knees are shot. I mean, I know he's 25 or 26 years old, but, you know, to me, he's just not the same player that he was. And, um, you know, the Falcons are bringing him home. He went to the University of Georgia. Uh, so he's coming home to Atlanta. But I just don't know if physically uh, he's the same player. I mean, we saw it in Philadelphia with Jay Ajayi. You know, when those knees go, man, they go. The Eagles brought him back this year, and he was just slow, and he didn't hit the hole, holes fast enough. And he lasted, I think, four games, and they cut him again. So, uh, when those knees go, they go. And I think, I think Gurley's knees are, or if they're not going now, they're on their way out in a hurry. 
Well, we're about come to the end of our uh, abbreviated uh, show. Uh, joining us now is Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles and SI.com, our official NFL contributor. Let's talk about that Lions trade, Darius Slay. Uh, they, they trade to the Eagles, Darius Slay to the Eagles. So what are your thoughts on that, quarterback? Well, from the Lions – yeah, the Lions' perspective, they had signed Desmond Trufant, I think, the day before after the Falcons cut him. And, uh, you know, Trufant's a little bit older. I don't think he's as good as Slay. You know, Slay had a bit of a down year last year, um, but he's, you know, he's made each of the last three seasons. Uh, you know, I think he's one of the best five cornerbacks in the NFL. Uh, he's 29 now, so you'll see, you know, you hope that, you know, he's not on the downslide here. The Eagles signed him to a three year deal, which is, you know, pretty manageable. I know they were in with uh, Byron Jones, the Eagles were, but they didn't want to go five years on Byron Jones. They didn't want to commit that much uh, in terms of service to one player. So uh, they had to give up, like I said, two of their picks, the third rounder and the fourth rounder, or I'm sorry, the fifth rounder, a third and a fifth. The Eagles already had two picks in each of those rounds because of the compensatory pick formula. So they still have picks in that round, but they gave up those. And I like it. I think the Eagles haven't had a cornerback that's this good in a very long time, probably since uh, Sante Samuel back when they signed him um, back in 2010, I think it was somewhere in that range. So this is a, certainly a need for them. You know, they're rebuilding that cornerback position. That was, they gave up 18 touchdown passes last year, that secondary did, which was the most in the NFL. Um, so they had to do something and this was the best they could do. I thought they were going to go for Trufant when the Falcons cut him because the Eagles new cornerbacks or defensive backs coach, Mark Han- Manuel is from Atlanta and has familiarity with Trufant, but the Lions pounced pretty quickly on Trufant, and that made uh, Slay even more available, uh, and they dealt him the next day after they signed Trufant. So I think, I think probably it's a win-win for both teams. I think, you know, because the Lions replaced Slay with Trufant, who's, who's good. I don't think he's as good as Slay, but uh, he, he's good. He's a little bit older, uh, but I think it's a win-win for both, both teams. Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles, who actually remembers uh, uh, electric football when it had the little players on the thing with the magnets. Remember that? Remember that game? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They were. I was. I was seeing on online this week where a lot of people were bringing out their old eighties and and uh, sports uh, games, and that was one of them. So I, I remember that game. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just you put, you turn long on time before bad players. Yeah, yeah, you would set your players, and then you would turn the turn the switch and the field would vibrate and they would move. And one guy would have a little cotton ball stuck in, yep. uh, in between his arm and his body. Uh, and then they even developed a little quarterback kind of try to pass that little cotton ball down the field and try to hit somebody with it as the, you know, as the game was vibrating, um, never really turned out well. They didn't complete many passes, but, <laughs> but yeah, that was it. That was, that was, that what? was the game. Kids don't know what they're missing these days when they're playing their Madden. Uh, hey, right. we 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 know the real Madden game, man. We we were the original Madden players. <laughs> hey, Crash, right. thanks for joining us. Yeah. Go, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, yeah, I yeah, I miss those days. You know, those yeah, simpler absolutely. and uh, yeah. But uh, yeah. What, what are you gonna do? Onward, onward and upward, right? We'll get, we'll get through this. Uh, 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 this yeah. too shall pass, as they say. Ed Kratz, thank you for joining us in our abbreviated version of The Balance today, and we'll talk with you soon. And, and, and stay safe and stay non-corona unless it's with a lime, sir. <laughs> yep, and I know where I'm going to find ACP, Tom. Just put it in. That's drop right. It in, uh, <laughs> I got nothing better That's to right. do. Maybe I'll drive out to Indianapolis and 
Exactly. You may have to because I don't know if Amazon will deliver it anymore. I've had my Amazon order to push back to Wednesday now. So. <laughs> oh, boy. We'll, I know. We'll yeah. All okay. Right. Well, stay All right. Safe. All right, buddy. We'll see you. Bye-bye. Ed Kratz. Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles. This has been our abbreviated show today. I appreciate you taking some time uh, to join us. And, uh, you know, hey, we, we have you got to laugh at it. I mean, it's not funny. The whole thing is a serious situation. I hope everybody is staying safe and, you know, but you know, you got to laugh. You got to get through this and we'll all get through this and we'll look back and we'll say, man, remember that time when? And hopefully we don't come back to that time again. My name is Tom Marcos El Presidente. This has been an abbreviated version of the of the balance because, well, because we're quarantined and there's no other sports with the NFL free agency. Thanks to Mo from the BS Sports Show and Ed Kratz. A beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles and SA.com, our official uh, NFL contributor. I'm out of here. Don't drink a drive it in cool deuces. Join us next week for The Balance. In the meantime, check us out on Twitter, T-Balance, or Facebook, The Balance, or online at www.thebalanceonline.com.